The following podcast is sponsored by Luminary Leaders, Sadat and Associates, and Connected Women of Influence. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Speaker Central Podcast Show. I'm your host, Shelley Harrison. On this episode, we're talking about Jenga the Dancing Yeti book series with my special guest, Stephen Tako. Welcome back for this new episode of Speaker Central powered by Luminary Leaders, a speaker management and consulting company specializing in representing professional speakers and authors across the globe. We also work with CEOs and directors of companies to develop a customized strategy to use speaking as a tool to market their services and build their influence as well as lead generation. I'm your host, Shelley Harrison. Each episode, we bring you thought leaders, experts, collaborative partners, and luminary leaders, speakers, to get into their mindset of business. We break down the conversations to give our audience actionable steps to use in their business that will bring lasting results. Catch all our episodes on your favorite podcast app. Uh, We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And also subscribe and like our our posts that we put out there. We have some phenomenal guests and today is no different. I wanna welcome my special guest today, Stephen Tako. He is an accomplished children's book author of Junga the Dancing Yeti Meets Heidi. And it's a series of books. You're gonna hear a little bit more about the whole series and meet the author himself. And I'm excited because he is here. And Stephen, welcome to Speaker Central. Thank you for very much for having me on your show. I've been looking forward to officially meeting you. We've known each other since 2014. Can you believe it? I and know. The first, <laughs> the first time yeah. we've actually seen each other face to face. So that's isn't, great. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, we've we've you know communicated through different you know social media channels on the phone and through email, and it's nice to finally see you, <laughs> even though we're not face to face, right? We're kind of face to face. Yeah, we are. We are just not in person. <laughs> so our conversation today is going to be about. Junga the Dancing Yeti meets Heidi in anti-bullying. And, you know, Stephen, what I'd love for you to do is just kind of start out sharing with us, who are you? And, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, absolutely. So I am an author. Um, you know, I, I'm a business professional. Look, many people have their, their regular job, then they have their passion projects. And uh, so my day job is I, I am a professional. Um, working in the banking industry, uh, but I have also dabbled in entertainment for many years. In fact, I did full-time entertainment. I worked on some TV shows and movies, and I, I still host, when, when we're not in COVID, I still host some of the film festivals in Los Angeles, yeah. and I, I, I really enjoy it. Well, well, one of the films that I worked on in 2011 was called Abominable. And I played a Yeti, which is a, a Yeti is an abominable snowman. So it's kind of like the Bigfoot family, but it's yeah. on the frozen, the frozen mountain side of, yeah. of uh, Bigfoots. So I played this Yeti in the film and they had to custom make the costume for me because I'm six foot seven almost. Are you really? And, uh, oh my yes. goodness. 
I didn't even realize how tall you are. <laughs> so I, I I play the Yeti and and just because I love to dance and I thought it'd be fun to do a YouTube video of me dancing in this costume. So on the last day of filming, I asked them to film me dancing in the costume. And they they did, and the whole crew is laughing watching me dance. And uh, they filmed it. And in fact, they even used the footage of, of me dancing. They used it in the ending credits of their film. So that's the oh. very beginning stages of the Dancing Yeti. Since then, Shelly, I, I took the character. They, they gave me the costume because they, they oh, didn't they did. say they didn't need it. Yeah. yeah. So I, cool. uh, I, you're very cool. Yeah. So I, the, the, the tough part about it, though, is that Whenever I wanted to use it, I had to hire a, a special effects makeup artist yeah. to go with me to do all of the prosthetics and the, and the makeup. So it's not just like a costume I could stick on my head and right. show up at, a, at an event. So it's very time consuming and, and it cost me money every time I went to an area. But I, I yeah. did a children's liter uh, uh, literary events. Um, where where we were promoting reading and uh, and it was a lot of fun. I went to some youth oriented functions dressed up as the dancing yeti, and there was another costume character at one of them who highly recommended that I actually come up with a real name for the character and not just the dancing yeti. Yeah, and uh, and that's where I came up with the name Junga. Junga, um, which uh, just kind of uh, came into my head looking at a, a variety of different names and, uh, and, it, and it stuck. It just seemed to go well. So I, I decided that I, uh, I'm going to start focusing on what can I do with this character to make a difference in the world. And, and later on in 2011, I worked on a movie called Gangster Squad with Ryan Gosling and Sean Penn. And, and, wow. and it, was a, it was a very amazing movie to work, to work on, but we always have downtime during these movies. So I had a pad of paper and I started writing this story called the dancing Yeti takes a trip. And it was about this little young boy who goes on a journey with his grandmother. And, and in this story, I, I eventually just kind of like, it, it just kind of sat, you know, sometimes you write your ideas down and you think, oh, oh I can yeah. write a book about my life or, oh, one of these days I'll do some big fancy thing with this. And then it usually is stuffed in a drawer and life takes over and you forget about it. Mm -hmm. And if anything, Shelly, I can, I can say I have had a lot of perseverance. I don't give up on things. And this Junga, this whole Yeti just kept coming up and coming up and then it would it would be in the back burner again for a year. And then all of a sudden I'd start working on it again. Yeah. And um, I eventually molded it where I decided to write a full story book based on this character uh, and how he was discriminated against with his grandmother. Uh, they went on a trip. So the very first book is just called Junga the Dancing Yeti. Mm -hmm. And that was published by Confident Life Enterprises in 2018. Oh, congratulations and, uh, on that. Yeah. And uh, and and it really delves on on, on bullying and and anti-discrimination. It teaches children the importance of not judging people by how they look. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so the second book just came out in 2020. So like, yeah, just, so just a couple of months ago. So that's Jungle the Dancing Yeti meets Heidi. 
and mm-hmm. he meets a he meets a little human girl up on the mountain where they're living, and they end up getting bullied by a, another new character named Groth, and Groth is a is like a local Bigfoot character, who uh, he's got a problem. He mm-hmm. uh, in the book children children learn why Groth is acting the way that he's acting, why he's acting out and being a bully. Mm-hmm. And Junga and Heidi, instead of instead of teaching children that bullies are bad people, yeah, we're we're helping them understand that that every person has a purpose, and and many people act out, many children will act out because of something that is going wrong in their life. And uh, now sometimes they're some some kids are just bullies because they think that they're better than everybody else, and that's a different. That's that's a completely different story we could talk about. But in this particular case, Groth is dealing with a big problem. His whole family is dealing with a big problem, and that causes him to act out. And so Junga and Heidi do the unthinkable thing. Instead of just casting judgment on the bully, mm-hmm. they actually decide to help him, help him with his oh. problem. And that teaches children that many times there is a way that you can melt the heart of somebody who might seem callous and, and un, unkind and yeah. random acts of kindness sometimes can really, really transform somebody's life so that they're no longer going to be this bully. They're actually now going to be a new friend. And that's mm-hmm. what we're trying to do with this, with this series of books. And a long way of answering your question, you know, who am I, what am I doing? Yeah. So I am an anti-bullying advocate. And I never really thought that I was going to be one until in 2012, when my book called Motivated to Act was published by Enchanted Forest Press. My publisher said to me, Stephen, I need, I need you to give me, because I was sharing stories about when I was bullied. When I was younger, I, had, I, I was bullied terribly. And I was a nice kid. I didn't stick up for myself. I was an easy target. Yeah. And I, I was skinny and, you know, super, super tall and skinny. And, and so kids found me easily to be, to, to be bullied. And so in that book, when I'm sharing these things that are, that had happened to me, she mm-hmm. said, Stephen, she goes, you, you had me going. I, I was so excited about where you're headed with your story, but then all of a sudden you left and you went off to something else. She goes, Give me more meat and meat and potatoes. Give me a statistic. You know, tell me, tell me about cyberbullying. And I was like, well, Dawn, I I never experienced cyberbullying. She goes, it doesn't matter. Do your research and put that in the book. So the motivated to act, which was the, my first ever published book, um, that was the book that actually is what thrust me into the whole anti-bullying movement. Wow. And I'd already had the story from a couple from a year earlier about this. Yeti character. Yeah. Right. So then I was like, how can I tie the bullying and this Yeti all together? And it, and it was, it just, it was a process of picking it up, working on it whenever I had time. Yeah. And, uh, and then it just, uh, all of a sudden in 2017, my dad passed away. Uh, and, and I was really just, I had a couple of, of characters drawn and uh-huh. the illustrations done. And after my dad passed away and I was living in Ohio for a while, 
my fiance said, you know what? She goes, your dad would want you to get this book done. You've been talking about doing it for years and let's just go ahead and do a fundraising campaign and let's get all the illustrations done. Let's get this book done. And that's what I did. She encouraged me. You know, a lot of people, look, I, I, I am really good at a lot of things, but you know, sometimes we all need that little push. And she was the one that helped push me in the right direction so that I could get the book done. And I was really thrilled with the response that I got on Amazon. There's over, I think, 44 positive reviews on there. Uh, just to hear kids talk about how much they love the book. And yeah. uh, well, the characters look so lovable, you know, and, and even though it's about anti-bullying, it's, you know, you, when you look at that book and you think, gosh, it really started from when you were in that movie wearing that costume. And then, you know, like you pointed out, you had, you know, had to do the prosthetics and, and that, but it's still, it was something that was very passionate for you and becoming an anti-bullying advocate you know, sometimes it takes a lot of pain, you know, just from our childhood in the, in the past where a lot of us were bullied. I mean, I was bullied too uh, for different reasons, you know, but I also stuck up for myself and I had, you know, a family that stuck up for me too, which helped me get through it. Um, but I think that there's a lot of kids and, and the books that, you know, that you have uh, there, what age group again, can you share with our audience, Stephen? I know that there's a sure. special age group. Sure. Yes. The, the Jenga book series is for children four to seven years old. That's, that's the main yeah. target. Now I, I've seen toddlers who are two and three years old that wear some of the, the Jenga, the dancing Yeti shirts and they love, oh. they love the image and it looks yeah. so cute. It looks so cute to see these kid, little kids wearing the shirts. Uh, and then there are eight and nine year old kids that that love the story. They, they love reading it. And sometimes they enjoy reading it to their younger siblings. Yeah, I was going to say they could probably, yeah, read it to their younger yeah. siblings or, you know, cousins or even classrooms. <laughs> right, right. And we've yeah. had many, many parents tell us that they love reading the story with their child as well. And, and they get yeah. a, it gives them a chance to go over some of these life lessons with the child and the child's learning, but they don't even realize it. They don't realize that they're learning these valuable lessons through the book. And uh -huh. so my hope is that we can encourage more schools and, and teachers, excuse me, uh, schools and parents to engage with their children in the book. And, uh, and I have teamed up with some educators who are helping me put together lesson plans Oh, and, um, wow. yeah, we'll be able to provide those for schools and homeschools as well to, to, to do the lesson plan. We have so many fun things. I, I, I could talk for hours about some of the stuff that it we could, have planned. <laughs> it, it could definitely, I mean, it can expand to so many wonderful things. And, you know, I want to give you a thank you to including one of our clients. We have um, Dave DeRocher, who is phenomenal. Uh, person to begin with, just a really cool person. Uh, he is a former NFL uh, football player with the Seattle Seahawks, and he wrote an endorsement for uh, Stephen's book. So I just want to let our audience know that. Um, and thank you, Stephen, for, you know, for doing that. And I, I know you guys already have a pretty, you know, solid plan for uh, doing some campaigning too with the book this year. Oh, ab absolutely. In fact, 
Right now, we have one Rotary Club. That's the Rotary Club of Santa Clarita Valley in Los Angeles County. And they, yeah. they're one of our executive producers for this book. They purchased 100 books to give out to all of the primary schools in Santa Clarita Valley and also to uh, some of the libraries. Yeah. And, uh, so they have uh, 50 of the 50 of the new book and 50 of the first book from Junga. And mm-hmm. uh, and so, so it was very exciting that they were doing this because I, I love it what really Rotary is. Club does. They they mm-hmm. are they're full of people who are uh, entrepreneurs and, and people who are like really into the community that that want to do yeah. they want to leave their legacy. Maybe you know, yeah. not everybody is artistic that can come up with a book and, and come up with all these cool things that we do. And, and yet we need, we need people like the Rotary Club and, and like, like uh, Dave DeRocher, who are like well-known, influential people mm-hmm. that can open up the door to introduce what we're doing make introductions oh absolutely absolutely and and so dave knows a lot of other people at other rotaries and so i'm working with the area governor of the rotary to help open up some doors so we can go in and and as covid is lifting you know and some of the restrictions are lifting what dave and i want to do is we want to go travel to some of these schools and do live live presentations and and I, and we'll teach the teach the children that look, you know, it might look like I'm like this big successful guy because I have three published books and I've worked on these big Hollywood movies, but life is not easy. Yeah, and, and, I mean, and, it, yeah, it took, yeah, I was yeah, one of those kids to get there. If you really think about it, right? Because as a child, you know, being bullied, it, it can be very painful. Yeah. Right. Right. And and. And there's a there's a fine line, Shelley, of of me sharing with people about the pain that I endured as a child being bullied. And that line is, is this person still suffering and hasn't gotten over it? Because there will be some people like, you know what, you know what, Taco, I've heard you talk about this forever. You know, when when are you going to get over it? And I say, let me clarify. I'm over it. I'm not yeah. still like reliving these memories. I did for a long time. Yeah. I was 21 years old when I finally made a conscious decision to, mm. to, in my heart, to forgive all the kids that did things to me, forgive myself for allowing it to happen, and forgive my dad because I had a terrible relationship with my father mm. when I was growing up, and I forgave him as well. Wow. Thank goodness he and I became super close during the last five years of his life. Well, I'm glad to hear. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah so, um, so I'm not one of those people that when I talk about the experiences, I talk just so that people know that I lived it and I know what it's yeah. like and I know what it's like to forgive and move on. Yeah. And there, are, there are many people that I talk to, Shelly, uh, because when Motivated to Act came out, uh, motivated to act is more for teenagers and adults. Mm-hmm. When, that, when that book came out and I got thrust into the whole anti-bullying movement, I've started realizing there are so many people that are holding on to this, they're holding on to this pain of things that happened to them, the memories of stuff that happened to them by children. 
Yeah. This well, and it shapes us, you know, it shapes us. And, and it's a good thing that at 21 that, you know, you came to that conscious decision of forgiving everyone because that's not as an easy thing to do because some people will carry it through their lifetime. And it's unfortunate, you know, that, that that happens. But I think those can be deep seated sometimes where just having that, you know, that book early on in childhood between, like you said, between the ages of uh, four and seven, right? Or maybe even three and eight. I mean, it could be. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it was funny be- was that my dad, uh, my dad, I wrote about my dad in the book Motivated to Act. Oh, so you did. The first chapter is called A Damaged Child. And that's where I shared a lot of the things that happened to me and about my relationship with my father. And before I published it, before I had, before the publisher, I said, dad, um, my publisher wants to take this out uh, on the road and, and I've written about you in here and I want to make sure that you're okay with this before it's published. And he said, Stephen, he goes, I know I was hard on you kids, but, but I know that, you know, I loved all of you. And that I would have done anything I could to have helped you, but I just, I, I, I had a short temper and I, I'm sorry about that, but I will tell you one thing. And yeah. that is, I think all of you kids, I'm the youngest of, uh, I'm the youngest of six, well, there's actually eight of us all together, oh. but he uh, yeah. goes, I'm proud of all of you kids. And he goes, I think all of you turned out really well. So I tell you, so there's nothing that you would have written in there that's going to make me mad. I said, mm-hmm. okay, dad. So he didn't want to read it until it was published. Yeah. He was a blind faith. And I published it, uh, our, our uh, Enchanted Forest Press published the book. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and when my dad saw it, he was completely fine with what I wrote. I wasn't bashing. So he him. finally did about. read it then. He finally did, yeah, read, he did it. read it. And yeah. he, what was really cool for me was because my dad and I remember we weren't close. But it was around 2013 that I was back in Ohio uh, helping him with a project at his house. And I heard him bragging to some of his friends about his son, the author. Oh, wow. Isn't that cool, though, when you when you really look at that, you know, and the things that have happened to us in, in our past, you know, we, we don't have to repeat that we can move on and do accomplish wonderful things. And you're a prime example of that because you here you are, you know, you had a, a, a difficult relationship with your own father early on and you know having been bullied I mean again I can relate to the bullying and here you are you know doing the things that you're doing but because you're you're wanting to help other people it's not because you're you know trying to get the spotlight or anything like that you're truly an anti-bullying advocate you really right. are right thank you thank you for for noticing and mentioning that and and yes I I thought you know look because of my experiences I question why, why did I have to go through that? And it's like, mm-hmm. I could answer like, oh, well, poor me. I, I had to suffer through all that. But I thought, you know, maybe, maybe I was meant to go through all that because I'm the type of person that can then turn it around and use those experiences so that I'm more relatable so that kids will listen to what yeah. I have to say. And hopefully they'll take, take creed in, in what I'm trying to present to them. Mm-hmm. And and it was my dad, of all people. My dad was the one that said, Stephen, I really think 
that you should focus on just the young six-year-old Yeti and stop doing the, stop showing up as the adult Yeti with the prosthetics and makeup and all that stuff, because you're going to confuse people, you know, as to who, you know, which character are they supposed to focus on? Yeah. Well, that makes sense too. yeah, Yeah. And, and then he said, you know, kids, you want the cuter young Yeti and kids are going to want the t-shirts and, you know, and, and fun things oh, yeah. that, that come along with that. And thank goodness he did get a chance to see the illustrations of, of Junga and grandma before he passed. Um, but uh, the, you know, the, the book had, the book was pretty much finished uh, writing in 2015 and 2018 is when we finished it. And I decided my, my sisters actually said, you know, Stephen, wouldn't it be neat if you could maybe put like a grandpa Yeti in there, you know, to, to, to pay homage to, to dad, you know, cause our, our dad had just passed. Yeah. And I said, you know, it, it does sound neat to be able to do that, but I really don't, I don't have a grandpa Yeti. I have a, I have grandma Yeti and the story has mm-hmm. been written and I'm already like a third of the way into all of the illustrations at this point. And I thought, I don't, I don't really want to add another character just, just to add a character. So what yeah. I did was there is a, there is one scene where grandma Yeti is talking to Junga's parents. Mm-hmm. And in that scene, without any mention of grandpa Yeti at all in that scene, I had the artist put a portrait of grandpa Yeti on the wall. Oh, and so it was when you look through the book, you'll see the conversation she's having with the parents and you'll see oh. there's a portrait of Grandpa Yeti. Um, and I gave an image of my dad oh, to the mm-hmm. illustrator and the illustrator did an, an amazing job of taking my dad and oh. yetifying him, turning him in, turning wow. him. Into, oh, my gosh. That gave me chills just thinking about that process and and how you had woven him into the storyline knowing that it was most of the way through that that is so creative yeah Steve. thanks really thanks I, I appreciate it he he actually made a my dad actually made a little cameo visit into the second book as well and oh. in, in the next book in the second book grandma yeti is sitting in a chair and she you know a lot of a lot of elderly people sometimes they just like to sit alone they mm-hmm. just like quiet and they'll yeah. be, they like to be alone in their thoughts. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm, that's just one of the lessons in this next book that just because they like to be alone doesn't mean that they're mad at the children or, or that they're lonely or anything like that. They, they enjoy sometimes having that peace and quiet. And uh, so there is one little image in the second book where grandma's sitting there in her chair and uh, she's having an, a nice flashback image of, <laughs> of she and Grandpa Yeti dancing together. Uh-huh. And, and my dad uh, is wearing, is- Grandpa Yeti is wearing a uh, later hosen because my, da- my dad used to love going to Oktoberfest. <laughs> that, is, that is just so fascinating. I mean, just to know that it's not just a story. It's, I mean, you put a lot of thought into it and just... The, the characters, you know, how they, how you bring them to life. It's just, it, it's phenomenal to see, you know, the results and the, I, I know that um, actually I need to put my order in because I have a grandson who's four, soon to be five, and that's going to be one of his gifts Perfect. for his birthday. So I'll nice. be putting my order in for the book. 
That's fantastic. Yeah, and, and I'll definitely connect you with some people. I mean, there, there are so many people that I can, I'm, my mind is spinning because there are a lot of people that I've done work with, um, like Dave, you know, and Dave was actually uh, bullied too when he was younger. And I'm sure he shared that with you. Dave right, did for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the, I connect with a lot of Rotary, Rotary clubs, so we're going to need to talk about that. Oh, and please. yeah, and then also um, I have a, uh, it, with the Veterans Chamber of Commerce, I work with um, Dolly Rivera, who is, she has a show on anti-bullying and she's, uh, she moved out of California and I can't remember offhand where she moved to. And scheduled to be on her show. What's that? I'm scheduled to be on her show. Oh, phenomenal. Very good. How did you how did you meet Dolly? Dave DeRocher. Oh, perfect. Okay, so I introduced <laughs> Dave to see how that works. I love the just the affiliation and the connection. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, you'll you'll love Dolly and she has a wonderful show. Wonderful good. show. Good. Yeah. And you know, for you, Stephen, you know, where where do you think the inspiration came from? For you to, because you have a day job. I mean, you you know you you're a professional. You you know you have a, a corporate job during the day. Where did all this inspiration come from to to do what you're doing with the book series? That's that's a great question. In 2009, I went on a family trip to Yellowstone National Park. Oh, beautiful place! Yeah, it was beautiful. it was an amazing trip. We were there for uh, about four days, I think. And while I was there, Shelley, I started thinking about how amazing this park is. And I actually, I actually write this. I'll give you the short version that I uh, wrote about it more and, and motivated to act. Uh, but in, in the, it, what happened was I started thinking about how small and insignificant we are compared to this amazing world that, that we live in. Yeah. And, and so there's so many different aspects like Yellowstone Park, you know, there's the buffalo, there's the 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 uh, tourists that come through, there's the geysers that shoot off like clock, clockwork. And and I started thinking about, gee, one day I'm going to be dead. One day I'm not going to be here anymore. And what is my legacy? What am I leaving behind that people are going to remember me by? Yeah. And it's like, okay, I have a son, you know, so he's going to remember me and he'll have thoughts of things that we funded, fun things that we did together. But I thought, you know, I've always had this like artistic flair about me that I wanted to do something. Yeah. And, I, and I wanted to be more, I wanted to do something more exciting. Look, doing mortgages is fine and, and I enjoy it. And, and I really do get a kick out of helping people get a, a, a nice low interest rate and, you know, and help them get into their house because it's a, it's a, it's the biggest investment of their lives usually. Right. You know, and, and that part's very exciting and rewarding and, and financially it does really well too. Um, but it, it, but the artistic side of it all, it, I needed some outlet for that. And so uh, when I was writing the books that it made me feel like, like I can jump back into my head and I can, I can be Junga. I can, I can, yeah. I can see what it's like to be in that cage and be, yeah. to be tormented by the condor birds that are, mm -hmm. that are picking on him and to see what it's like to have other kids picking on you. And, you know, and I thought, geez, this is just a, a, a great creative way for me to, A, uh, get my creative uh, juices flowing and, and to leave a legacy, you know, because someday yeah. I'm going to be gone. son and sure, and his yeah. children. And 
Yeah, and I, I hope suppose. that my I I hope that my great grandchildren are going to be picking up these books and reading them and wow. and think about oh wow you know my great grandfather you know wrote this and you know and yeah. and I'm I don't know how many books I'll do but I but this I think is definitely be the beginning cool. and you've got a couple already that you've done and you know when you think about it you're you could really impact a lot of lives with these books because. I mean, kids are always going to be bullied, which is unfortunate to think about. We can't eradicate it all, you know, 100%. Um, but we can provide them with, with tools and resources to help that, you know, guide them through it, help prevent, you know, them being bullies or to be bullied. And, you know, I think that just reflecting back on my childhood, had I read the book, it probably would have changed the way I looked at bullying. You know, and, and I'm sure that a lot of people, once it gets in the hands of, you know, parents and children and all the, you know, the schools where, you know, in collaboration with the Rotary Clubs, I mean, this could be a, a true um, anti-bullying movement, right? Oh, what do you absolutely. think about that? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Next, next week, I'm going to be speaking to, uh, uh, doing two presentations to schools in New York. Mm. And they're going to, it's going to be virtual like I am with you, but they're going to pipe me into all of the classrooms Gosh. and, and I'll be able, I'm going awesome. to do one presentation for children that are K through third grade. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to do another presentation for fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. And so I'll tailor the presentations to, you know, to the older. Figure to the age group. Sure. Oh, and yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that because I, I want to work a lot with schools. And that's why, and I know we, we, we haven't mentioned this, but, but uh, we're starting a nonprofit organization called motivatedtoact.org. Yeah. It's a, that's going to be the website, but Motivated to Act is, the, is an anti-bullying foundation where we were going to help. Look, this, this school that I'm working with in New York, they have a, a nice budget. They're able to afford me to come out and speak. The parents yeah. there can afford the books and, and T-shirts and, and the Junga stickers and, and face masks and all the fun stuff that we have. Oh but gosh. there are a lot of underprivileged children that don't have that luxury. And so yeah. we want the, our anti-bullying foundation to be able to reach some of the kids. To be able to fund that. Or, yeah, or companies yeah. that want to contribute. So that, that's, a good, that's a good thing. So I think, you know, on this, on this show, we want to make sure that people understand that, you know, it, it's something that they could contribute to. If they're looking for a great cause, your foundation would be an excellent, you know, reason for them to, you know, to contribute, to help kids that, you know, really of all ages, because bullying exists, you know, as even in kindergarten or even smaller than that. Yeah. You know? yeah, and that's another thing why, why my dad said as well. And, and I've, and people that were on my talk show, I, I had a talk show called Take a Talk. Right. Where, that's how we met. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. And I, that's right. That's right. And I, I interviewed from 2000, pretty much from 2014 to 2018. And I've got about 30 episodes on YouTube and I interviewed a lot of people who are sports celebrities and, yeah. and people who are, are in the business, like, like counselors uh, uh-huh. that work with, with school children uh, to give tips on what parents can do to help their children that are being uh-huh. bullied. And I've talked to people that were bullied and how yeah. they handled it, how they processed it. And, and so with that show, uh, it, it, it just, everything just starts springboarding and feeding mm-hmm. off of, of, of one another. And it, it really 
kind of elevated and put me into this position and it's a big responsibility and I, and I'm up for the challenge. It, it is. It's not easy, you know, cause you're, you're doing a book launch. You have all the, the other things that go along with it and opportunities are just going to show up. You realize that. Right. <laughs> there, right. People are going to connect yeah. to you. They're going to, oh, yeah. you know, like already, yeah. you know, Dolly and, and you'll be doing her show and oh yeah. yeah. Well, and then you, you had know, mentioned, uh, you had mentioned about uh, donating. And so we, we just uh, finished our website and it's uh, jungayeti.com. And on jungayeti.com, um, anybody can go there and they can read all about the things that you and I've just talked about. We can read about the, the books and about uh-huh. our mission and what we're doing uh, with schools and they can donate at this time. Now we, we don't yes. have the, we don't have the nonprofit actually in place right now. Uh, but we, but there are people like, Hey, you know what? I like what you're doing. I see Mm -hmm. the direction that you're going in and, you know, and I'm happy to go ahead. I don't, I don't need any tax write-offs at this point. You know, I'm happy to go ahead and, and throw some, some donation your way so that you can get some of these other steps done of the things that you want to do. Um, And, you know, and, and then once the nonprofit is in place, we've got some amazing people that we're talking to (laughs) that want to be on the board of directors. Oh, and and we're in a unique position, Shelly, because you really are. There's, a, there's yeah. a lot of other nonprofit out there that are doing some pretty pretty great things, but mm-hmm. we have this pretty cool, very cool cast of characters that we can use to bring our message home to children in a fun, relatable way with yeah. storytelling and great characters that they could proudly wear on their shirt, on their head. Yeah. You know, or different a sticker, things like a hat, that, or that, I mean that the sticker. Yeah, it's just endless. Lunch boxes. I mean, we can keep going, you know. Endless. Yeah, yeah book bags, you know, all, all kinds of things yeah. that we can do, that we can do with it. So, I'm excited to see where it's going. I I hope that I am someday we'll have at least ten Jungle books out there. Uh, awesome. But uh, the, the next yeah. book, well, the next book is uh, that's coming out is uh, we've got the the Adventures of Jungle the Dancing Yeti. Uh, and it is a activity and coloring book. And awesome. so we are about three fourths of the way done with that oh, book. How exciting. And then the next hardcover book is due out next year. And that is called a very Yeti Christmas. Yes. And, uh, I, and we talked about that and I'm, I'm excited to, to see that come out too. And then there goes another, you know, where now it's Christmas shirts and, you know, different things that, that go along with the holiday season. Yeah. So all all kinds of fun things. And if you look, if you look at what Groth looks like, Groth actually looks like a, he's, he's the, the bully. He's the, he's the Bigfoot, but he actually kind of looks like a Christmas tree himself. So we'll, we'll, I'll have to to look. I I remember uh, seeing the video, but I don't remember Groth. But I'll look yeah. again. I'll yeah, Groth is not in the video because the video, remember <laughs> oh. the video is on the first book. Oh, I see. Okay, so yeah. then, yeah. yeah, so I'll definitely have to get a glimpse of, of Groth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, yeah. You, when you when you place your order for the for the books for your grand granddaughter, is it? Grandson. Grandson, sorry. Yeah, no, um, it's okay. Yeah, so then uh, you'll get a chance to see uh, Groth in there as well. Um, oh, I'm excited but, yeah, to see that. And we did, a, we did a casting call. Uh, we did a casting call for Heidi and Groth mm-hmm. and uh, we picked, we ended up picking, it's kind of funny. We ended up picking a brother and sister uh, it, from New York 
that uh, first I picked the daughter, the, the Heidi, the girl. Yeah. Um, her name, and she's played by Kyla Carter. And Kyla oh, is, uh, she's known uh, through Nickelodeon and DreamWorks Animation because she, she's part of the, uh, she's part of the Trolls uh, franchise. So she plays mm-hmm. CJ uh, in, in Trolls. And so she's already known. She's got um, a Nickelodeon show that she was on. And then her oh, brother, Camden. She'll make a great Heidi. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. She, and she loves to sing. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure we'll use her voice in, the, uh, in some of the Christmas songs that we do for, the, uh, for next year. Wow. Things yeah. are really starting to just, just blossom in your world. And, you know, I, I really appreciate you being on the show today, Stephen. I know we're out of time. And you know what's cool is that there's times where I go through interviews I don't even have to ask very many questions because you just gave so much great information. You talked about the book series and anti-bullying and, you know, and I'm excited for all of the, the projects that you have coming up. And I know that I'll make some connections for you too. Uh, you know, just going into 2021. I mean, we're still kind of early in the year, but there's, there's a lot happening in your world and, and with uh, Junga, the dancing Yeti. I, I'm so excited. I can't wait to get a book in my grandson's hands. Um, Yeah. So, you know, thanks again for being here, Stephen. We're going to make sure that everybody has the show notes. Uh, Well, the show notes will have every, all your contact information. And we'll also make sure that we push this show out because I really want to promote anti-bullying and, you know, just make sure that people know who you are and what you do and, and the greatness that you're, that you're really doing for, for children and, uh, for the, you know, just for the, the schools and tying in with the Rotary Club. So great job on all of that. Thank um, you so much, Shelly. It was a yes. real pleasure to, to speak with you on your show. Oh, thank you, Stephen. Same here. I really enjoyed just getting to, to finally see you face to face and and have this wonderful conversation. Um, I want to thank our, our uh, followers and our subscribers for tuning in to this episode of Speaker Central. Um, I also want to give our sponsors a shout out. So we have Connected Women of Influence, which is a national women's organization, and it's led by Michelle Burquist. They also have Sue Talks, Women Lead Radio, and Women Lead Publishing. Uh, so for today on this episode, we're going to check out. But again, thank you so much for being here with us. And please be sure to subscribe, like, and share our shows. Catch you next time. Hey there, did you enjoy the episode? If you did, subscribe to Speaker Central.